0: Hello, hello everybody. This is Dennis Allen and you're listening to the City Boy Homesteader Podcast. The City Boy who gave it all up to find happiness, financial freedom, and a better way to live life. Together we can learn and accomplish anything. Today is Friday, May 10th, 2019 and it is, today we are talking about um, designing your homestead from scratch. You need, using the principles of permaculture. I chose to buy my land out here, raw land, so I could design and build the ultimate homestead for myself. Um, And today's podcast is going to be about us talking about designing a homestead either from scratch or building from what you have currently, Um, either it's like a little city backyard or 30 acres like myself. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about things like water um, solar aspects and, you know, where to do things, you know, depending on what the light conditions are. Same thing with wind, wind management, you know, where's the prevalent winds blowing and, you know, do you want the wind pounding into your, you know, bedroom window all night? Things like light, heat, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Um, south facing, you know, I, I bought my land to face south for, for the couple of reasons. um, plantings you know where are you going to put your annual plantings and your perennial plantings a lot of peas in there i'm using a pop filter so hopefully that works with the peas um where would you put your entertainment area you know your land also besides providing for you it has to you know give you some entertainment so you definitely need to design in some aspects of your homestead to provide entertainment um overall accessibility you know where do you park your cars how do you get from the entertaining area to, you know, other areas of the property that's, uh, you know, paths, things like that. Outbuildings, parking, just overall system plannings, you know, how how do all the the things work together? You know, you can't have a a chicken coop, you know, uphill from your parking lot because you're just going to have poop in your parking lot every day. So those are the things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'd like to thank Inglebean Coffee House. Uh, they are definitely gonna stick as one of my sponsors, the only sponsor. Uh, it is me taking time out of my Inglebean day. So Inglebean suffers for having me do these podcasts. That's not really true, but um but they are my sponsor. They are definitely trying to help me in the financial freedom. You know, I took X amount of money and I am trying to make it a business that's gonna provide me some income. And also provide a a real good aspect of community. You know, it ties me into my community, puts me kind of like a staple. Um, you know, cafes were, were where a lot of revolution started. So I don't want to say we should start a revolution, but okay, no, I will say that. We should start a revolution. Anyway, before we get into everything, I'd like to ask everybody, take two minutes of your day and share this podcast with somebody. Any of your crazy friends that like to homestead or any city boys or city gals out there that want to maybe grow a little bit of food in their own little urban backyards, I could help with that. I did it a lot in Jersey City. So get out there, share it with a friend or a neighbor or just a random person on the street if you want to just go up to someone. Hey, you, you should listen to the City Boy Homesteader podcast. When you're done with this Homestead podcast, please get outside, go play. It's a beautiful day, especially out here in Central PA. That rhymed. I'm a poet and I didn't even realize it. And um, yeah, I want to get outside too. It's so nice. If I, I, Maybe I should go outside. I don't know. We'll try that one day. Usually outside and any kind of audio does not work very well. Video works fine. Audio, no so much. Alright, so permaculture. Um hopefully you listen to my podcast about what permaculture it is and how I plan to use it in my life. Um today we're gonna be talking about designing the homestead. I recently had to deal with the township, Haynes Township, and I got a couple karate chops with the things I was doing, and you know, I was having that big music festival and I was kind of throwing it out there and saying that I might change, you know, you know, take the quarry and make it a music venue and, you know, just always looking for other avenues of, um, income on the property, you know, after doing the quarry fest and just realizing how much, um, work it is and, you know, I'm not really even a, a big music guy. So I think that's going to be put on the side, um, But after that, I, because of that, I had a lot of um, inquiries with the township um, because they weren't happy with a lot of things that I was doing. And they, you know, they're allowed to trespass, so I can't say they were really trespassing. So they drove on my property, drove over some plants and things like that, which I was a little ticked off about, drove up to the Airstream, which, you know, I stopped driving myself up there. I have a bad leg. I won't even drive up there, but they thought they could move things and. Just drive up there a little upset about that but overall they were very friendly and helpful so i can't be too upset but you know caesar does need his his money so i have been planning a chicken coop and i wanted to have it built by now it's definitely overdue chicken coop um just a little side note i am getting guinea hens before the chicken coop is finished because they say guinea hens could just roost right in trees so i'm gonna get them out nice and early because the ticks are already biting they bit me i already got a two tick bites so first two well i had like a little one a while ago but i guess the one that got me sick maybe it wasn't the same these big the bigger ones these aren't deer tick they're just the regular annoying ticks um they leave big freaking welts in you and it's not fun so definitely want to get some guinea hens out there so i'm not really too worried where i'm going to put my chicken coop right now um i have to to get some permits out there and do some land planning and things like that for the township because i got to pay i think it's like 300 dollars for every structure that i want to get a permit for so designing things is definitely a big part of what i'm doing right now so this is a good thing that you know i'm doing this podcast and one of the reasons why i want to do it get it out there um i like the interaction that i get from people that listen to the podcast you know a lot of my friends listen to it a lot of people comment and um you know with with advice things like that you you know my youtube video same thing so that's why we're talking about today so jump into first one um water you know if you already live in a house like say i'm going to be comparing this um to my jersey city home you know stuck in the the backyard my backyard was uh 20 by four i think it was uh 50 40 50 yeah 10 in the front 40 house 50 in the back yeah 100 square foot lot. so it was 20 by 50 um so i'm going to be carrying that with the twenty eight point nine acres or whatever i have i like to round it off to 30 a lot easier to say so 30 acres um that's what i'm going to do so the first thing with water on a city boy homestead um it's pretty much the water spigot um that's one of the no i can't say it's the only one the water spigot that's coming out of the your um house where are you gonna design your aquaponics you know do you have to run an extra you know three hoses and if you have three hoses worth of you know breakage points or I guess aquaponics is not a great example because you don't need to really hook up a hose to it you can't hook up a hose as a, you know to check the float but that's not even really done but um like drip irrigation things like that you know you have to figure out where your water's gonna come from your your downspouts to your rain bucket you know I had Um, my downspout, I actually moved it from one side because it was just landing on cement and I had my aquaponics there. So I couldn't really, it didn't really do much. Um, it would be a good place to put the rain storage, but the overflow, which it was only a, I think 85 or 65 gallon. It was bigger than 55 drum that I got for the city. Oh, actually I had two of them. So when they overflowed, I mean, one rain, you know, you don't understand how, if you don't understand how fast um, a good rain or even a light rain could fill up a rain barrel. It's it's amazing. So they would overflow. And if I had them on the cement side, then it would just overflow into cement. I would have to build, you know, extra canals or do something. So I flipped them on the other side because it was dirt there um and then that was kind of like where the swell was so just simple things like that where are you going to put your work you know i rerouted my rain gutters so i could have it on the other side well i was already redoing them so but i redesigned it to do that if i didn't do that maybe i would have to run some hoses or something like that so you have to think of water where are you gonna either put your rain catchment systems rain storage on out here in woodward um my biggest thing, I I could already see um, where water is accumulating, so very easy spots to just dig out some holes and maybe put a couple of ducks in there, and the ducks will um, poop, and their poop is a really good uh, sealer for a pond. So you could just you know get a couple of ducks. Maybe I'll put that on Facebook. Get some free ducks that somebody doesn't want. Um, oh, the side note with the guinea hens, my coffee roaster. Is um I guess a second footnote to the first footnote. My coffee roaster has some guinea hens and she's moving and she doesn't um, want to take them. so I'm getting five guinea hens, so free from the universe. Isn't that amazing?
1: <sighs>
0: it's great. uh what's it talking about? Water, um, getting guinea hens. Yeah, oh, dick ducks in a in a pond, so dig out a hole <clears throat> I'm already starting to plan out where I'm gonna put some ponds. Glad I got this pop filter because there's a lot of peas and ponds and permaculture and all kind of cool things. Um there's also where I wanted to put my water storage. So um the next one I have, oh solar, uh, whatever. Wind management is another one. Um so going with water, I needed I wanted to have a water system that was pumped by uh wind. So all of my property, you know, there was one piece of property I was looking. It was stuck smack dab in, in, in the valley. And I knew I wanted to do things, you know, like a windmill, you know, traditional, not the one I have now that works kind of the same, but differently. Um, I wanted somewhere I could put a windmill, you know, south facing things like that. So when I was looking at property, um. Those are requirements, so I couldn't just even be even if the valley was facing south and this and that and the other I didn't have any wind because it was you know stuck in a really uh i don't know if you would call it a valley like a crevice you know between two mountains of this one property I'm thinking of, so I didn't have anywhere to put a windmill unless i well it didn't go all the way to the top of the mountains so like that that was useless on this property. I stuck it on top of the hill, very windy out there. Um, it was in a pasture, so I didn't have to worry about any obstacles from the wind blowing. Um, so, that kind of where my windmill position was, was um, uh, where I was going to put my pump and everything was one because of the wind aspect, you know, it was you know, naturally the windiest place. The main, uh, another one is um, the water. So I did want it far, furthest away from the creeks as possible because I didn't want any contamination from the runoff from the farms or anything. Um, Two, I wanted it up high. And three, the wind. So all those three factors pretty much forced me to put the window where it was. The level of the, um, where the, the pump was, it is the furthest place from the property um, and it's also the highest. So if I pump the water into a water catchment, you know, my water catchment's right next to the well itself, my water catchment. Now I could be fed with gravity. So if I suck the water, um, the well, like they, on the, the original plan suggested the well down near the Creek, you know, actually there is a well down there. Maybe that's, Oh, that's what that was. Okay. So on my property, I did find a, in one of my videos, I show it, um, where I have the rock crusher foundation thing there. We found a hole and, um, I could tell it's a well, you know, just like a cheap, you know, little well, cause it's right next to the creek. It would be very easy to get water at that level. And on the blueprint, it did say there's a well. So that's where, um, you know, the easiest place to get a well is. But if I did get there, one, it would be really hard to get a windmill up that high because it's, you know, surrounded by my hill, which is a very big hill. And the other side, you know, maybe a quarter mile, an eighth of a mile up the road is uh, a mountain. So that'd be a hard place to get a windmill. Um, also, once I get it, I want to build up my house because of another aspect of, well, because of probably all of these aspects, combined total aspects of why I want to build my house up top. Um, It'd be hard to get the water to pump up to the top, so at first, you know I was thinking, you know water down below, you know these are all just brainstorming ideas when um you know this is gonna be my fifth year here, um you know, probably like three years really trying to get things done last year was tough to get anything done, but um so I was thinking maybe like ramp pump, you know, maybe you could push water up the hill, but that's you know that's oh, that'd be. real challenge so best place up top because of the water aspect of it water being clean um solar is is one of the points and it didn't really matter but the wind things like that so wind management another thing so when i'm designing now because i have a windmill up there um, i'm going to keep the windmill kind of short it's only going to be 60 feet tall that wouldn't be tall enough to go over a um a regular tree line, but because it's on top of the hill, I don't need to go over a regular tree line because the I would only have to keep a couple of trees lower than the windmill, and you know sixty feet that's gonna be very easy to do so actually, as I'm designing my my permaculture um the top of the hill is going to be all food forest. From the windmill kinda of angled out is gonna be left pasture. Maybe I'll have some sheep in there or something. It'll be a good place. It's kinda of level there and it's the, um at the end of it is where there's a opening from my pasture to Brian's pasture. So that's where the cows, you know, you different paddocks and everything. So there's just a one of those temporary clipped electric fences. So I'll keep some animals on the over there. Um, it's a lot easier because it is triangled in electric fence already. You know, so I would just have to put one side of electric fence. So I would keep everything, because of wind management, um, bare. You know, because I want the wind to be channeled. Now, on the other side of where it's going to be, you know, like right now, everything, it's just completely bare because it's still a pasture. So some, I'm letting things overgrow now. Uh, for the every actually yeah uh the first year he was still mowing um but since then it's been just you know overgrowing so on the other side of that i'm going to be planting um trees a lot of high trees at first you know so from that edge line that's east of my where i'm going to build my house I want the tall trees to act as a another aspect of wind management, as a as a wind buffer. So, because it is very windy up there, I don't want my house to be you know always blowing wind and knocking over tables. And I mean, it's it's brutal out there. So, part of my design and part of you know even a design in Jersey City with wind, um, you know, I I, I had um, grape trellis going up between uh on a windy side and it was it was a smelly side too because the garbage compactor there so what i did um imagine you know back of my house is flat comes right up to a fence you know no side of the house really there's a fence going back to the 50 feet to the end i took a cable and uh well first i put grapevines there um along the the outer corner two of them two different kinds and I ran a trellis from the top of the fence to the top of the house, or to the almost to the top of the second floor. And what that did, I had that, and I had a bunch of other fences in there, and just you know chicken wire, just anything that could hold up grapevines. I grew the, I, I trained the grapes to go up that trellis to block a um, two aspects. One, the wind aspect, you know, the stinky wind. So now, if the wind blew from the trash compactor it would get filtered from all the grapes and it would actually smell like grapes. If you know, the grapes weren't there, the window would be closed because it'd be winter. So I wouldn't care. But another thing of that would be the, the, um, the visual aspect, you know, you know, the, the vista part of it, like, what is your, your view? That's another thing in, in the design is, um, I don't even put it on my notes is the, the view part of it. I mean, it's that's kind of the entertainment area, you know, entertaining view is kind of goes in one hand, you know, art, it's all the same kind of thing. So that also blocked a view to an ugly garbage disposal. Now, the reverse is on my property. So I have beautiful, picturesque, you know, views, I didn't say that right, of mountains. And I in a lot of places where I'm going to be building, you know, my house is a little bit higher or where my house is going to be that plateau, the flat spot is a little bit higher than the area in front of it where I'm going to build a lot, you know, just to get a, you know, another, maybe three feet of a more clean, prestigious view of the mountain. So I'm not going to plant any trees in front of my house to the east of my house. I'm going to plant even more trees for that wind management side of it. So from that side, going all the way to the property, you know, I want a bunch of big, heavy trees. You know, maybe that's where I'll put. Um, I, I definitely want to plant a lot of evergreen. One, because that side is going to the Amish, and I don't want to see them. Two, that's where the wind's coming from, and there's a lot of wind in the winter too. So you have to look at even the types of trees that you're planting. You know, um, when you're designing, sorry, what types of trees? You know, if you you know that you're gonna you want to build a wind buffer. And you're just going to put up a bunch of, you know, tall, skinny trees that, you know, get some nice, you know, branches in the summertime and, you know, okay, oh yeah, it did work. but then the first time the fall comes it's like, and they're all gone. It's a bare tree and you have like four sticks or, you know, just a bunch of sticks sticking up that is supposed to be now your wind buffer, which they would help too. You know, even, you know, trees, if you have enough trees, um, even if all the leaves do fall off, just having all those trees there will help too, but... If you had two obstacle aisles, um, in permaculture we say the problem is the solution. So if we have two obstacles, obstacles, or you know problems, the solution for one is going to be the solution for the other one. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but the obstacle, the 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 obstacle is the solution. So the obstacle is I don't want to see that. It also, I'd rather see beautiful trees. So let me plant some trees. Now I have, a, I, I have a windbreak too. So you see everything. There's a lot of, um, a lot of things in my life. Uh, I guess I learned through permaculture is... Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to give credit to Alton Brown from the Food Network. Uh, Alton Brown always liked the multi-purpose tools in the kitchen. And that kind of played and really jumps deeply into my life now. So when I could plant a tree that's going to have two functions, it's a multi- multi-purpose tree. Actually, you know, tree's gonna have a lot more functions, but just for, you know, wind and the 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 view is two functions alone. Never mind, you know, it could become firewood or you know, you could plant, you know, because of the acidic soil you could now plant, you know, more blueberries in that area, things like that. So you wanna look at wind management and um water when i said water my wind up there i have such good access to water um the woodward spring that's where i get my drinking water from is a spring up in the mountains that has nothing above it except for natural park so i am still going to be drinking bottled water that i bottle myself in my stainless steel container um, because i don't have a spring on my property that's one thing I wish I had um, is a very good, prestigious prestigious spring, but I don't, so I can't, so I won't. Um, I could drink my water. Definitely not going to be bad, but it's going to be high and it's going to be very heavy. Is that how you say it? Heavy water? Uh, You know, it's going to have rock particles in it from the limestone. Like if you get the even the bottled water out here is a company roaring springs if even if you like let their water sit you'll get a fine layer of dust on the bottom that's from the um the limestone and all the rocker out here so my well is going to have the same thing so my water drinking my drinking water is going to still come from a spring that's one of the things you know you can't get everything on your property you know i do have water sources um it would be mainly for irrigation. I would be able to drink it if, you know, the poop hit the fan. Uh I could filter it with a good Berkey filter or you know, any kind of good uh water filter. But it's good for irrigation. Um it is low. You know, I'm gonna plant a lot of my trees up on high. So um luckily I don't have to rely on any kind of electricity for that. I if if people don't know my windmill is gonna be a windmill that spins an air air pressure uh, air pump. And the air pump is going to pump compressed air. I have old propane tanks that are going to be holding air, just regular pumped air. And then from that compressed air, you know, like a mechanic shop, it spins the, you know, lifts the cars and does everything else. That's what's going to be pumping my well water. So I have a 200 foot, no, I have a 420 foot well and the aquifer, it hit, it's an old aquifer, very big one. Um, we know that because it pushed it up 180 feet higher. So, my well, oh no, more than 200 feet higher. Um, my water level is now 180 feet. So, I will never be running out of water. So, not too worried about that for irrigation. But it'd be nice if I had a creek up high because right now if i didn't have that windmill or another source of water i would need to pump from you know an extra i guess uh 60 feet yeah it's about 60 feet in elevation from the creek and then from the that's where my house is going to be and then where the windmill is water storage that's probably another 20 30 40 feet high so to be It'd be a good amount of water for um uh gravity feed too but with the water pressure that i'm gonna have i have all the air pressure i could just tap it into the airline and of i could run fire hoses so that's another thing with the wind management you know planting trees things like that um what's the next one i have uh solar solar light heat Oh, i wrote that twice that's funny solar light heat access so my, one of my main concerns, um, when I was buying the property, it was a, um, where are you going to put the, the facing of the house? I, I, I needed a South facing Hill so you could get that heat, you know, in the winter time, I have real quick, how a solar house works, um, a passive house. I think they call it earthship, whatever you want to call it is you stick a house in a hill that faces south and one when you put it in the hill everything that is surrounded uh, everything all the parts of your house that are surrounded so you have the size of the house the top back and the bottom surrounded by dirt dirt is an amazing conductor of warmth so the ambient temperature in my area is 52 degrees so if i stick it Deep enough into the earth, it's going to be a 52 degrees steady temperature. The front of it, you want it, and that would be if you stuck it anywhere. You want the front of it facing south because in the winter months, the sun rides really low, you know, because of the way the earth tilts. Um, That's why the winter is winter because the sun is lower in the sky. It doesn't heat up as long. You know, the days are shorter, but now if it's facing South, you got a direct view of into my house. Now, say if you were standing in front of my house, you know, you would see directly into, you know, you'd be looking into a wall of windows. That's the front of the house is all windows, by the way, the back and everything else is in the dirt. Now, the higher that I go into the sky, um, the less i 'm going to be able to see it in my house, and it 's going to come to a point where i 'm now looking just directly over the house i 'm not going to look i can 't even see the windows now you know if you 're standing in front of your house and you go up you know even twenty thirty fifty feet you 're now directly over it and you can 't look in into the into the house so picture the house i mean the sun in the summertime it 's very east to west line you know it 's more of a direct over you. It's not getting into your house. So you're not going to have that blaring um, midday sun blowing into your house, but you want that in the winter. So that's a solar house. That's why something like solar um, access is such a huge thing. Now, when you're looking in a house like Jersey City, you know, same thing. I wasn't going to really benefit from um, solar heat in a suburban or I mean, maybe in a suburban house you can yeah in a suburban house you can depending you know but in jersey city you know i'm buying a little tiny little house um so i was more concerned about east and west views you know getting that morning sunrise and sunsets you know i guess eh, it'd be hard to really be anywhere in the city and really have enough sun but so things like that you know you look at you know a lot of people were are questioning things like that so if you're buying a house or even if you have a house you didn't you know realize that when you're purchasing the house but now that you know it all right these are the south facing windows or this part on my property that is facing south um is going to be a hotter spot in the winter so that's why i put my plants maybe so that heat um I, like it explains in another ship, you know, that sun, you know, you put water in the back of it or even rocks, you know, if you have south facing rocks, you could plant certain plants in front of the rocks because, you know, that's where things are going to get heat, heated up. So you'll be ex- extend the growing cycle of that. I'd say if you want to blow, you know, banana pepper, uh, bananas or something, stick it in front of a south facing wall, maybe a, your water storage you know, a black water storage jug, uh, you know, container or something that's going to generate so much heat. And that's, that banana pepper is going to love that. I keep saying pepper, that banana plant is going to love all that extra heat and it's going to do very, very well. So see how all these things are tying in, you know, just like one little thing of where am I putting my storage, you know, is going to tie into, you know, do I want to see that, that storage tank? You know, am I going to put it right in front of my house? That's, you know, in front of the lake, no, most people would understand that. But you know, I just want to add to my view. But you don't think about the other things about the gravity. You know, you sticking it above your house is going to be better for you, or you know, the the solar side of it. You know, if you if it's going to be in the back of your house, I don't care where it is. Just stick it out in the back somewhere. Um, if you put it on a sunny side, or you put it in a shady side, the shady side is going to have a better chance of freezing, and then you're not going to be able to use it as a solar. Um, battery you know because the sun's never going to get to it so maybe you'll put it in a sunny side so this way you could do these other things so it's it's a very very integrated system it's it's really fun you know growing up i always loved puzzles and things like that and and you know designing someone's system it's harder designing your own system but it's very easy to design other people's systems once you know what they want and things like that so all these things, you know, if, if you're still in the designing stage or if you're looking to change things around, you know, start writing dreamless. You know, I want this, that, because these are things that you, you, you're you going to want. Um, like I was saying, this, the water system, hot spots, things like that. Next topic is annual and perennial plantings. You know, where are you going to plant things? Um, like I said, a, a banana plant you want it in front of the water storage it'll hold heat um trees obviously you know where are you going to plant those trees have to tie into nicely with all the other things is it going to get enough sun is it going to get it's going to block my view is it going to block another view that i want blocked uh your garden you know that's the annual planting you're going to want that close to your house you know the perennial planting you don't want I mean, well, you probably want an apple tree in front of your house too, but you don't want to put an orchard all around your house, and it's, you're going to be sick of apples. You know, you're going to want the orchard further away. You know, yeah, I'll go take a walk every week. You know, collect some apples. It doesn't need much maintenance, so you want to keep those perennial plantings out there. You're going to definitely want some perennial plantings close by, also. Your annual gardens, you know, I would probably suggest. I mean. I have great dirt here, great soil. I just think things, well, I mean, with the right, yeah, I'll probably do it in the dirt. Um, Sorry, just thinking out loud. Um, I'm talking about things like, you know, in the city, I had uh, aquaponic systems, you know, I had fish growing on the bottom, plants growing on top, uh, raised garden beds, wicking beds, which I really like. You know, I used to make those in Jersey City, take two buckets cut a hole in one, maybe like a rope or something down into the other one. Water goes in that one with a drain. It's kind of a quick explanation, but look up wicking beds. They're amazing. You know, you could make real big ones, you know, out of old hot tubs or make them out of your, you know, make them yourself. DIY, DIY projects, get plastic jugs, or, you know, you could even get old broken, you know, broken jugs, you know, cause you, you want, you know, the water to wicking through, you want to put a net in there. So that one of the jugs could be, you know, broken. Herb gardens, you know, like at the inglebean I want to plant um, a bunch of mints and things like that in the backyard that people could just pick and eat. And, you know, that's a great place in your house. You know, in Jersey City, I had, you know, I planted mints everywhere, but I had them grown in the, right in the little window boxes, you know, so you could uh, not the window boxes, the um well, there was a window box, but it was on a porch thing and I had a little roof porch that was green, green roof. Um But you know, I could I had to go, you know, through my bedroom, but I could just pick mints right off my roof, you know. When you're in thirty acres, you don't want the mint, you know, maybe some mint patches, you know, near the driveway or somewhere if you get off the road you run over some mint. But you definitely want those herbs right close to your kitchen you know, maybe outside the kitchen window, you know, have a big bay window that opens up and you can just grab some mints and things like that. So even where you're planting your plants, you know, you can't have a, say a greenhouse in a really windy area. I mean, that's more of a structure, but you know, if you're doing like little seedings or something, you can't, you know, the wind will destroy them. A lot of People around here complain about the wind. It's like, well, you you know, you need a wind buffer. Once you have that wind buffer, you're not going to have the extensive problems that you currently have. Because, boy, farmers love ripping down tree lines. Man, they have their edge lines over creeks, and they're we're planting trees, and they're tearing them down. One of my neighbors, he's a nice guy, but man, he just cut down so many trees that were protecting the creek. And you know, it's like, why you couldn't farm up to it. I don't know. I think they think that they get more sun or something. I don't know where they get the idea, but yeah. Next one. Um I guess I'll save that one for last. Um, outbuildings, you know, I was talking about the greenhouse. Same thing, you know, I want a chicken coop. You know, you're gonna have to do some work for the chickens every day if you're eating eggs for breakfast. You know, maybe you want that chicken coop closer. Um, me with going to Inglebean, you know, we're going to probably be try to see if, I don't even know if it's legal to, you know, use my eggs at the Inglebean. I don't think it is. I could sell my eggs, um, at the, on my own property, but either way, I'm going to have them kind of maybe more near to my cars to, to where my parking lot is this way. It's guaranteed. I'm going to go there every day and, you know, it's just open, closed, nice and simple. Don't have to worry about too much with, you know, things like a chicken coop, um, you know, where you're, I keep wanting to say where you're planting your buildings, where you're going to build your buildings. You know, you want to look at the other things, you know, you know, water, do you need, are you going to have water on that, in that building? Oh, you are though. Then don't put it, you know, the furthest part from, from your, uh, water access place. Like if you were, you have pipes like, Oh, now you got to, you know, I built this thing there and now I got to, Dredge out 800 feet of, you know, more water pipe just for one stupid sink, you know. You got to think of that. Another thing with water when you're building a building, you know, is it somewhere that's going to flood? You know, are you up on the side of the hill and all the 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 um, the um channel of water comes flowing in there? You know, definitely don't want to build something there. Solar aspect, you know, do you want the sun, do you not, wind, you know, all those things. Um, you gotta think about in when you're building your outbuildings or parking lots, things like that, you know, I actually don't even know where, to, you know, my, my road here in, in Woodward comes out to an end and that's it. I didn't build into like a roundabout or anything like that. I'm kind of like backing up on like, kind of like the rocks. Um, cause I wasn't sure yet. I didn't want to, you know. Keep the road going and then, you know, realize like, oh, man, it was the worst place for a road. Um, That's why I'm going really slow. Uh, I'm enjoying my time in the Airstream and uh, you just trying to feel out everything, you know. So I don't want to put even a parking lot in the wrong space because once you put a parking lot in, you know, it's going to take a a while to tear down a parking lot. Don't worry, it's not going to be as long a day uh outbuildings parking uh accessibility you know roads pathways you know you always want a pathway on contour um it's definitely you know if you're walking like right now i did the temporary road going up to the, the airstream is and because it's not on contour it's just you know it's eroding and things like that so the more you could do on contour the better um thinking about it now i should have and i was gonna kind of think about this i should have went all the way to the other end of the property just rode rode the uh border and then drive on contour but i don't know pathways things like that um how you get to different areas you know building structures you know my basement is down in a quarry it's kind of cool because it's a quarry and it's a good place for a workshop but I don't know. Would it have been nicer to stick up the containers up above? And uh, no, probably not. I don't want those up there. I don't need a shop right next next to me, so that's why I stuck it down below. Sorry about this. I'm kind of, I kind of like lose track that I'm talking to people, millions of people over the internet. Um, so that's with accessibility to buildings. You know, I it would have been nicer if I didn't have that eleva- elevation change between where i am and where the quarry is and where the water is but the elevation change gave me the views that i want to have so that's the view was much more worth than you know not having to deal with the road so and having to have my basement 60 feet below me um let's see i think this is oh entertaining area yeah entertaining area that's a big thing on your home You know, it's not always going to be about making money and, you know, being off grid and self-sufficient, things like that. You know, your home, you're hopefully going to spend a lot of time at home and you want it to really entertain you. Like right now, you know, I got a great view up there in the Airstream and everything, but I don't really have much of a flat spot. So it's it's really hard to entertain when I come When, when people come over and they want to sit on a chair, they're kind of like, you know, like, oh, this, it's really hard to sit on a hill Whoa, I'm falling over, you know? So building entertaining areas, things like, uh, one of my plans in, uh, in Woodward here is to have a natural swimming hole. And he said, dig out a, you know, a pond or whatever. And one side is a bunch of, uh, reeds and thing you know plants that are going to filter out water and the front is nice clean sand and that's where you swim you know it's fish and everything but they are going to go hide away into the into the planted area. so it'd probably be easier to put that way down below near the creek you know because the water table is lower but you know i want that somewhere closer to my property because it's going to you know i want to barbecue on a little maybe a little deck and and you know maybe jump in the a little water there, you know, want to build a, you know, I don't want my chicken coop to, you know, be right there. You know, that's what system planning, you know, like I said before, these all have to well, work well together. So you don't want your chicken coop right next to where you're going to entertain people because it's going to, you know, well, it shouldn't smell, but, you know, it's, nah, I can't say too much. You know, I had, you know, in Jersey city, I had, a, you know, my chicken coop was in a corner and I entertained kind of close to it. It was a chicken coop, a pond, and then a little path. When I say little, I mean like maybe two and a half feet. Um, And then like a fire pit, like a little truck tire fire pit, a rim. I didn't put the tire on it. So, and you know, it didn't really smell. But you know, if I have 30 acres, I don't have to put my chicken coop right next to my swimming pond or something like that. So system planning, that was the last little note I had here, you know. Everything that I've mentioned, they all have to work well together. Um, I pull, you know, I put the note of the chicken coop. You know, you, you don't want it to be upstream of your pond, or you know, you want it upstream from your compost or from your garden or something, so the nutrients run into it. Everything has to work together. That's the great thing about permaculture. Like I said, you know, just figuring out puzzles and trying to th- really put together way things are are put together and how they work well together. And, you know, what doesn't work well together, companion planting, you know, same thing as, you know, gardeners, you know, they, they want to make sure this plant goes next to this one. Cause it works better. Things like that. Ah, that's where I am in my life right now. Trying to figure this all out. You know, it's a lot easier building a little tiny backyard in Jersey city than it is with 30 acres. Cause Man, it's hard to move a hill or a uh, <laughs> or a big chicken coop. It's easier to move a you know a three by four chicken coop than it is to build you know a four by eight chicken coop. So, got a lot of planning to do. This was great getting this all jibber jabber in my brain. Getting it out to you guys. See what you guys think. Any suggestions or any help out there? I would greatly appreciate it. Suggestions or if you want to ever come out and build this Saturday tomorrow uh may the 11th we're gonna be it's gonna be the last day of tree fest we just got some manure to scoop and some comfrey plant things and i got a handful of trees we're gonna stick in a couple of extra places so come on down two to six um it's gonna be a really great time it's free don't worry about it uh i'll probably provide coffee or something i don't know i think that's pretty much it um yeah, hope you like these, you know, these podcasts. There's uh, a good twenty, twenty five people listening right now, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, steady. You know, you get more downloads, but you know, when they first come out, you know, there's a bunch of you guys really and gals. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Like I said before, if you could share it with your friends, you know, spread the word. Uh, I want to get this out to everybody. I think it's a lot of fun. It's you know, hopefully I'm getting better as I'm going. You know, this is episode. 37 hopefully it sounds a little bit better and um i'm trying to get some some outlines the way i'm not jibber jabbering a lot and you know going off on tangents things like that so thank you all for listening uh the song of the day today is you know i'm just pulling up homestead song so neil young the old homestead by neil young this is without crosby steels and nash just him alone singing the old Sid song, song so thank you everybody time to get outside get out in the fresh air enjoy the sun or the rain or whatever weather you have going on right now summer's here get outside get your feet and your face and your hands in the dirt and love life all right everybody this is dennis allen the city boy homesteader.com signing off saying hasta la vista and i love you all
1: Up and down the old homestead, the naked rider gallops through his head, and although the moon isn't full, he's still. Approaching slowly, yeah. Then a priest comes down the stairs With a sack of dreams and old nightmares Ideas from books that you've read, don't you care about this guy's hair? As he forced a smile Hoofbeats beating across the range He rode through the night With his cup of change Tired and beaten He fell into slumber But up in the sky They still had his number